God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course, he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only... Uh, and that's right. You're listening to the Scott Adams Show. Uh, we're getting off to a shaky start today. Uh, our intro was late, and oh wow, so many things are are happening in the world today. Uh, we're probably being sabotaged as we speak. But uh, this is the Scott Adams Show, and the start of a new week. And we are going to be talking about so many issues today. This show is going to be completely packed. Packed full of good stuff. Now, we have a Speaker uh, of the House vote that's going to go on today. And I'm just wondering, why not Donald Trump? And of course, you have all these rhinos. I would just put Trump up there for a vote and see how people vote for him. Trump won't get the votes because there's not enough uh, Republicans to support Trump. In the House. Now, once he's president, they're going to all rally around him and and uh, they're going to go with the numbers. You know, like a lot of trade traders like Lindsey Graham would sell, sell his soul to the devil if he could. So, you know, the thing is, is that I'm looking at this meme right now and it says every day we go without a speaker is another day we don't send money to Ukraine. See, this whole divide in the speakership is all about money laundering. That's all it is. That's all it is. It's about money laundering. And we have to put a stop to this money laundering. We send money out to Ukraine. We send money out to the Middle East. We, we actually give money to Hamas. We actually give money to Israel. We actually give money to entities that empower Hezbollah. We give money to the Taliban. We gave them, what, $85 million, billion in, uh, in, in uh, weapons, Ar- artillery. General Milley was going around the networks selling a book, talking about white privilege and how the military needs to become more woke. I mean, that was Mark Milley. You know, and so we we are just not a serious country right now. Biden now has us involved in multiple wars. He also has plans to raise our taxes at least four trillion dollars. Where our deficit uh, annual deficit has increased, we don't have a balanced balanced budget. If you vote Democrat, you are voting for the destruction of America. And my Democrat friends, this goes to you because you're the one that's drinking the Kool-Aid and not doing your own research. You're swallowing everything that CNN and MSNBC sell to you, thinking that somehow that's totally legit news. 
and it's not. The people that won those Pulitzer Prizes for the Russian hoax are the same people you're listening to now. Not the conspiracy nuts that were right all along. And somehow you just won't wake up. I know I know an older gentleman with uh, many, uh, with a JD, a, a, you know, a, a law degree, and a master's degree, and all kinds of Ivy League from Harvard and Georgetown and all over. I know people with Princeton degrees. I knew people with Ivy League degrees, Penn degrees, and Cornell degrees, and they don't get it. And you know what's funny is over the weekend uh, they were talking about this and they said uh, there, there was these uh, law, law firms that were rescinding their Har- the Harvard uh, recruitments. So the Harvard uh, lawyers that were in line to get, you know, apprenticeships and and associates to become associates of a law firm, uh, these these offers were rescinded because of the Palestinian parades, and you know the uh, the invasion of the Capitol, and the uh, representatives of the Congress. Congressional offices prevented them from doing their duties, but you know, that was an insurrection by their own definition. And yet, because it's for the Palestinians, because it's liberal, because it's left wing, because it's associated and connected with the same money that is feeding Black Lives Matter, Antifa, and all the other terror groups and Marxist groups, this is what we get. So Biden is the one that has us in all these wars. Hey, I have a question for you. Has World War III already started? I mean, we have a war in Ukraine against Russia, the superpower. We have an economic war against China. We have this other war against the other nuclear superpower, which is going to be Iran and, and North Korea. And we've built, we've accelerated the axis of evil, if you want to call that Russia, China, Iran and North Korea. We've accelerated BRICS. We've accelerated the de-dollarization of the world with our foreign policy that just has no limits to how stupid it could possibly be. Are we in World War III? That's a good, valid question. I think we are. We are in World War III. You know, if not for anything else, This whole COVID scamdemic, this plandemic, this genocide, this bioweapon that was unleashed on the whole world for control and election rigging, the the, um, setting on fire of all of our fertilizer plants so that Bill Gates can gain his market share and treat seeds with new vigor. The depopulation of the world is their goal. And they want to impact fertility. Do you know that if you were to analyze the fertility rates since the 1970s, you would find that our fertility rates are much, much lower than 1970. And the the femininity of men 
And the emasculation of men has occurred as well. None of this is healthy, mind you. So Blue Canaries writes, many of the same people who recognize the herd mentality as mass psychosis with the COVID shots, medical experiments, are now, now victims themselves of the same two things. They are blindly following the same leaders into World War III, genocide. And you know what? I replied to that and I said, I think they're calling genocide depopulation now. Get with the program. Non-emergency personnel have been ordered to evacuate the U.S. Embassy in Iraq. This is the seventh embassy evacuation of the Biden presidency after Afghanistan, Ukraine, Belarus, Sudan, Haiti, and Niger. So this is a travel advisory from the State Department. The department ordered the departure of eligible family members and non-emergency U.S. government personnel from U.S. Embassy in Baghdad. Wow. We are just losing our souls. Palestinian refugees like Syrians are flooding, all, are protesting all over, like in Berlin. You know, there's a lot of uh, protesting in the streets. They act like they own the place. They're guests. They're illegal migrants. They're refugees. What about like, you know, just being grateful that you're in a safer place? No, they have this attitude. And so you get all this stuff in the streets protesting, right? And I, I said, Palestinian refugees like Syrians and Afghans before them flood European cities and American cities to change election outcomes, provide cheap labor, and advance 15-minute cities, essentially corralling people like herds of sheep while rendering mineral-rich lands in their homelands defenseless and unpopulated. People travel to Berlin, Paris, and Rome with the expectation they will meet traditional Germans, French, and Italians and learn from their cultures. Instead, thanks to globalism, they will be greeted by radical, impoverished terrorists that care nothing about the country they recently violated. Rape, rape-fugees is a, a word trending. Not welcome. So German Germany and and Italy, German Germans and Italians and French are all being destroyed. The middle class is being destroyed. The identity of of our population, the identity of who we are as a uh, as a people, is being diminished. And you say, well, that you know, if you're Biden, you say that's a good thing, not a bad thing. Multicultural, multiculturalism in whose neighborhood? It's not in the neighborhood where he just bought a $2.75 million house on the beaches of Delaware and he paid cash for it only months after $10 million was released from China. They just got that information recently. No one wants to look into the Biden crime family, though, or how he has all these papers Uh, in his garage, yet they want to go after Trump. 
And none of these speakers that are on the short list care two bits about the levels of injustice or the two standards of justice. They don't rise up and complain because they're so afraid of what their constituents might think about Trump. And that is only existing, that silencing and censoring and, and diminishing of that message is 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 occurring because of the equity that they put in to trashing Trump unreasonably and and uh, with lies. Because we know that the Russian hoax was a hoax. We know that the call with Zelensky was a perfectly good call. We know that there was election fraud and that all of these conspiracies about questioning the election we know that Trump didn't do anything wrong when he complained about the election fraud. And yet, that seems to be where they are now. Now, they could do it in the wake of 2016. We can't do it in the wake of 2020. That's number one. Number two, there were so many anomalies and irregularities with the COVID lockdowns, the mask mandates, uh, the uh, cancellation of primaries that allowed Lindsey Graham to prevail, and um, and the uh, mail-in voting and the ballot harvesting and the lack of uh, signature verification, the lack of chain of custody. They're finding out new things all the time. These drop boxes had no chain of custody whatsoever in so many cases that amounted to a, a unbelievable amounts of le- election fraud. And the people that denied it, like Crab, uh, the, the Federal Election Committee chairman under Trump, um, that to me is uh, the, a pay-to-play. He, there's no way he could have made that statement in light of what we know now. So... Biden's foreign policy, though, he keeps giving money to Hamas and Israel and Iran and unfreezing $6 billion to Iran that allows them. You know, they had on tape, I heard this on Maria Bartiroma, they literally had on tape, and this was John Ratcliffe said this. He said, we know because we were eavesdropping in on their phone calls. And they were basically saying, we don't have the money to finance Hezbollah anymore. We don't have the money to be getting into these proxy wars. We're broke. And then Biden releases $6 billion, and next thing you know, we have all hell breaking loose in the Middle East. They're using the money to uh, finance their terror. Because these people don't kill for nothing, right? Some people call them terror groups. I call them mercenary groups. They're paid killers. Kofor Black was doing that for decades. Kofor Black was Mitt Romney's right-hand man and chief advisor for foreign policy back in 2012. Kofor Black and Mitt Romney made a fortune in the early days of the millennial millennium in Afghanistan, And they made uh, a fortune in Ukraine. Kofor Black was on the board of Burisma with Hunter Biden. 
And Mitt Romney was a financier to black market deals, working with oligarchs and all sorts of shady characters. In 2014, they had a mercenary group. Kofor Black was there. And they disturbed and disrupted elections, free and fair elections in Ukraine. They made that a puppet country of the United States, shady government. And they corrupted it and made it a cesspool for money laundering. We send money to Ukraine to help them, and we write it off as a strategic leverage point over Russia, only to find out that Russia wasn't too comfortable with all the shenanigans that were going on in Ukraine, and they decided to put their foot down on the throat of not only the U.S. State Department, but the the Ukraine as well. And said, stop, enough, enough already. You're not sending a bioweapon into Moscow, number one. Metabiota and all these different biolabs that Victoria Nuland admitted to. And then Victoria Nuland was caught on tape with Jeffrey Pyatt talking about winners and losers and who they were going to install as the new leader of Ukraine. Who would work best for our money laundering schemes. Then you have Maria Yovanovitch, and she was the ambassador to Ukraine, she working out of the State Department, working with that bow tie fool called George Kent, and impeaching a United States president on behalf of a phone call, a congratulatory phone call involving a comedian that's now the leader and a billionaire, Zelensky. It just goes on. Kalamoisky, you know, all these oligarchs that own pieces of Burisma and all these different energy companies. You know, one of the deals in China involved uh, the Bidens and CEFC, a Chinese-based energy company. Then you got Burisma, a Ukrainian-based energy company. And then you got the... Uh, cobalt mining companies like Freeport McMoran and Emperex out of China that were making electric vehicles. Then you got uh, Biden becoming president and banning leasing and freezing the leasing on energy independence so that you couldn't lease and drill and do research and development for new oil deposits. So... That raised the price of gas. And then the housing market's collapsing now. And we have this hyperinflation. And the Fed is directly involved and can't see the forest for the trees because it's coming at them from all angles. And we're in a hot mess. When the right foreign policy for Russia to avoid this conflict in Ukraine would have been to bring Russia into the G7 and make it a G8 and give Russia prosperity, peace through prosperity, and make it so t- too expensive for them to otherwise consider an invasion of Ukraine. Stop threatening the big Russian bear, bring them in, give them prosperity, make them happy, and make them friends. And that's what would have happened if they became part of the G7 and make, became the G8. And they would have not chosen to invade Ukraine because it would have been too expensive. That's like if I give you $500,000 to do, you know, to push widgets 
And, you know, you're going to do everything you can to keep that $500,000 coming in. You're going to make the best widget you could possibly make. You're not going to try to threaten the arm that feeds you. We would have had peace in the Middle East if we would have just kept Iran weak and not unfrozen $6 billion and fulfilled our promises with the uh, Abraham Agreement and stayed out of the Paris Agreement. We wouldn't have this climate hoax, this climate scam that is basically saying China gets all the manufacturing and the West gets all the patents and inventions and R&D money. And uh, somehow we would have all been sovereign nations. We probably would not have had the pandemic if it wasn't for the radical globalist agenda that was depending on this new world order, this, de- this order where BRICS does all the manufacturing and the G7 nations and G20 nations do the rest. You know, we make and they, we uh, invent and they make. And then they use the Belt and Road Initiative to run, run shipping routes and lanes. You know, but the Biden foreign policy giving money to these fools amounts to the same thing that Big Bird de Blasio, remember the mayor from New York? The tall, goofy guy? Not a parody. This was a headline back in August 17, 2021. He says, de Blasio plans to pay criminals convicted of gun crimes. So pay them to keep them straight and narrow, as if that's going to not empower them to do more crime in a more sophisticated way. Yeah, right? I said, this amounts to Biden, that headline about de Blasio paying criminals to not commit crimes. I said, it amounts to Biden's foreign policy with the Palestinians in Iran, Hamas, Hezbollah, Black Lives Matter, Ukraine, and China. Left-wing appeasement paying criminals and terrorists not to kill before and after they do is, has failed. Peace through strength, strategic economic alliances. No more defund the police, no more woke military. That's the answer. So, Joe Biden, there's going to be no circumstance where you're going to see people being lifted off the roof of a U.S. embassy in Afghanistan, right? Take a listen to this. Between this withdrawal and what happened in Vietnam with some people feeling... None whatsoever. Zero. There's going to be no circumstance where you see people being lifted off the roof of a embassy in the, of the United States from Afghanistan. Helicopters and black smoke visible. American diplomats, including the ambassador, evacuated to the airport. At least 500 staff leaving the country so far. The embassy shuttered, the flag coming down. The evacuation of Americans is continuing tonight, but it has been interrupted by sporadic gunfire. The embassy telling Americans to shelter in place. You get the idea. It's a total lie, right? I mean, he totally failed America. You know, this this whole uh, thing in in the Middle East, already you have people that are running the show, uh, the ambassador to uh, the region, uh, one of the, what are the ambassadors in the region? 
I don't know if I think it was to Israel. Radical left wing nut job that was basically funneling secrets to Hamas. And, you know, someone else wrote, fake Jews running Israel doesn't negate true Jews. Their, their God predicted that Jews would return to their homeland. The reality that Israel is a secular state run by non-Jews doesn't negate the Jewish right of return. All right, so this guy gets into this whole discussion. So it's kind of interesting, but it's, it's in line with what I've been saying all along. The leadership in Israel is as divided as Trump-Biden is with Trump. I mean, uh, it's as divided as Biden-Obama versus Trump. You couldn't get a wider divide than that. Israel matches that. The hatred uh, between the two parties is really intense. And I actually think that there's a lot of people selling out Israel to gain power because they're not getting the power with the status quo, so they're disrupting. And in some cases, there's a lot of liberals, liberal Jews, that support Hamas. There are gays that support Hamas, a group that would throw gays off of buildings. Soon there won't be any buildings to throw people off of. Hamas is putting, um, you know, people into, uh, they're putting their headquarters into the basements of hospitals. So then when a hospital's blown up, they actually cry foul and say, you know, they, they, they talk propaganda. And, you know, the people that are in charge are controlling the media. And that is the left. The liberals control all the media. The fascists control all the media. And you know what's funny, too? Not funny, but, you know, they talk about democracy and they talk about fascism and they talk about Nazism. And they try to hide the fact that Ukraine is just nothing but a bunch of Nazis. I mean, you take the Klitschkos. Remember the boxers, the two brothers, Vitaly, Vitaly and Vladimir Klitschko? One of them, I think Vitaly, is, is now the, the mayor of, uh, was the mayor of Kiev. They're both still alive. They're pro- not going to go anywhere. They're getting lap dances from Ukrainian parties and at Ukrainian parties and all kinds of stuff. I mean, the thing is, is that it was interesting, but the chief sponsor for the Vladimir, the Klitschkos when they used to box and i used to i'm i'm a big boxing fan but uh their biggest sponsor was hugo boss now hugo boss makes these really great fancy suits right expensive suits well guess who hugo boss is though hugo boss was just a guy that was making clothing in Germany and was about to go out of business and the Nazi army needed a uh, a clothing maker and Hugo Boss made all the clothing for the Nazis like he was their chief supplier of uniforms that's how Hugo Boss got to be Hugo Boss making uniforms for the Nazi army 
And it just so happens that the mayor of Kiev, of all the advertisers he could have chosen, wore boxing trunks that said Hugo Boss on them. That was his chief sponsor, a Nazi. Tell me that. Tell me about that. Look it up. It's almost sounds too ridiculous to be true, but it's true. I wonder why this doesn't get more traction. We are living in a banana republic. Hunter Biden, what's that message? Ten million per annum budget. This is what he's sending to uh, to. Uh, China. It's, it's kind of the same people that he was sending. My father sitting right here, unless you give me the money, you know. And so, you know, right after they gave him the money, right, the $5 million, $10 million, uh, they were basically trying to cut the bill in half. $10 million per annum, this is in quotes, $10 million per annum budget to use to further the interest of JV. JV. This move to $5 million is completely new to me and is not acceptable, obviously. I can make $5 million in salary at any law firm in America. If you think it's about the money, it's not. The Bidens are the best I know at doing exactly what the chairman wants, this, wants from this partnership. And this was written up in the um, New York Post back in June. And, but it's now starting to get some traction. So, because what they found out was that Joe Biden, in the weeks after this money was received, paid cash on a beachfront property, $2.75 million. Wow. Then they just have a check from, that was wired from China to James Biden, and it was a $200,000 wire. And the same day, James Biden writes a check to Joe Biden for a personal loan of $200,000. Writes it to Joe. And so there's that. And then here, yeah, it says Joe Biden purchased his luxury beach home for $2.75 million in all cash just weeks after Hunter Biden, sitting here with my father, shook down the Chinese business partner for a multi-million dollar deal. Wow. And then the oversight committee tweeted this. Biden family cover-up. In a WhatsApp exchange dated 8-3-2017, Hunter Biden tells CEFC uh, associate Dong, a.k.a. Kevin, the Bidens are the best I know at doing exactly what the chairman wants from this partnership. Yeah, wow. Now, getting to the speaker story, <clears throat> they can't handle Speaker Trump. They just can't handle it. They cannot handle that. But now they're putting up Emmers, this guy Emmers. He's as radically liberal as you could get as a Republican. And he's from Minnesota. And then they're also talking about Speaker Donalds. And this is what Matt Gates had to say about Byron Donalds, who I like. And I, I think that you'll find that Matt Gates likes Byron Donalds too. But the one thing that Byron Donalds does wrong is 
He will stay in line with continuing resolutions when we need single-subject spending bills. Single-subject spending bills are the way to get rid of earmarks and pork. Mr. Speaker, I'm not voting for a continuing resolution. I'm not voting to continue the failure and the waste and the corruption and the election interference and, in some cases, the efforts that could lead this country into World War III. I oppose the CR authored by my friend and colleague from Florida, Byron Donalds. The Donald CR continues the Ukraine policy negotiated by Speaker Pelosi and Mitch McConnell in the omnibus that conservatives were against. The Donald CR is a permission slip for Jack Smith to continue his election interference as they are trying to gag the president, the former president of the United States, and the leading contender for the Republican nomination. And the Donald CR abandons the principle that it is only a review of single-subject spending bills that will save this country and allow us to tweeze through these programs and force these agencies (coughs) to stand up and defend their budget. My friends, we are approaching the days where we're facing $2 trillion annual deficits atop a $33 trillion debt. This is unsustainable. And just to continue things with some facial 8% cut over 30 days that will lead to no programmatic reform is an insult to the principles we fought for in January. I yield. You know, if you change the first name Byron Donalds to Trump, I mean to Donald, right? And then you, you know, change the last name to Trump, I think you got something. But uh, yeah, Donald Trump would be the only, you know, that would be so great, wouldn't it? It would rally around the next leader. It would give Trump a better chance of winning in 2024, uh, knowing that they have the whole Republican Party behind him. And it would give him a chance to set the agenda, to make statements, to be in the press every day. It would also um, neutralize the frivolous and ridiculous indictments. And, um, you know, I got to say, the Sidney Powell thing and Cheeseboro, uh, they're they're folding like a cheap suit, and they're you know um, they're promised now to testify, and a, a lot of these other cases in Georgia are going to do the same thing, I think. But Sidney Powell has never done a doggone thing right for Donald Trump, never once. And this whole thing where she would get up on the news and talk about the Kraken, like I say, I knew the Kraken personally. I knew. It's a woman. And I'm telling you, the woman was a total fraud. An absolute, with a criminal record a mile long. Registered as a Democrat, infiltrating the Republican Party like a zoo animal. And I'm telling you that it was a fraud from start to finish. I know things I can't even say on the air. But I can tell you that Sidney Powell was never on this show because I would never agree to it. And that's why I've never had um, Mike Flynn on. Mike Flynn was a lifelong Democrat. Lynn Wood was a lifelong Democrat. Patrick Byrne was a lifelong Democrat. Other people have, have them on their shows, and that's great. That's fine for them. I would never have those people on my show. And it's because... There's no integrity there. There, there is, uh, you know, digital currency payments going on. It was a mess. It was all about media and ratings and propaganda, 
It was all about a quick buck. And I know this firsthand because I had conversations with show hosts that were telling me this, why they were doing things that they did. I am telling you, folks, this stuff is just crazy, crazy, and unfortunate. Um, anyway, so there's eight new Republicans that are on the list for this week on the speakership. I said, I wish Jim Jordan and Matt Gates would pull a Trumpism by airing the dirty laundry that is at the heart of the divide in the House speaker debate. Ukraine laundering and corporate pay-to-play cronyism, advancing a globalist agenda, stands in the way of America first. I wish some people would just get up, stand up, and just say what it really is. Call them out on it. But they won't. I said, it's all about the money laundering and pay-to-play pork and earmarks, vote buying from corporate donors, globalists, the military-industrial complex, and the cartels. Here, Troy Nels has it right. Troy Nels from Texas has it exactly right. Uh, so you're going to tell Thomas Gordon that, that he should drop out? And you're I didn't never said that. No, but what it, so I'm just, I just, I, my next vote is for Donald J. Trump. So do you recommend that he drop out? I, that's my, I'm just, I don't know, that's up to Jim. That's him. He, he would be the greatest speaker. But if there's no path, I don't think there's a path, I'm for Donald J. Trump. So, you sounds like you're not in favor of the plan to continue to stay here and go through all of this again and get over I don't know what's going to happen here right now. We're going to find out here in the next few minutes. But right now, my vote is going to be for Donald J. Trump. How many rounds would you vote for former President Trump? How until, can we find somebody in here? Can we find somebody in here? Can anybody here tell me we got somebody in here and get the 217? We threw out our, le- our, our speaker. We threw out the majority leader. And now we threw out the second most popular Republican in our conference. If it's not the if it's not the all star team, then who is it going to be? Donald J. Trump. Thank you, Troy Nels. Troy Nels, man, he's got it going on. All right, here is another Troy Nels. Now we have thrown the three superstars in our conference. We threw them out. We had McCarthy, didn't want him. We had Scalise, majority, didn't want him. We got the number two most popular Republican in our country, and we don't want him either. I'm moving to Donald J. Trump now. Now we have three. <laughs> I love it. That's exactly where they need to be right now. Vote for Donald J. Trump for speaker already. Troy Nels. And, uh, yeah, he's congressman from Texas 22 2nd District. Is right. This would be a smart move for many reasons, including a counter to political prosecutions and indictments and setting the agenda and creating a strong platform in the lead up to 2024. I was responding because to Elise Stefanik, who says Jack Berman from Michigan, Byron Donalds from Florida, Tom Emmer from Minnesota, Kevin Hearn from Oklahoma, Mike Johnson from Louisiana, Dan Milzer from PA, uh, Gary Palmer from Alabama, Austin Scott from Georgia, Pete Sessions from Texas. None of these guys could do what Trump does. None of them. Not even close. The only reason why Jim Jordan didn't get it is he, according to Ken Buck, the the guy that should never be reelected, he uh, wouldn't denounce the uh, he wouldn't he wouldn't suggest that that the twenty twenty election was free and fair. 
And he wouldn't say that Trump lost fair and square because Trump didn't lose fair and square. Trump won. He got robbed. And no one's, you know, you'd be a fool to think think otherwise, in my opinion. I could debate anybody that comes at me with the counter uh, argument. I'll debate you every day of the week on that issue. So here's something interesting. I'm going to switch gears a little bit. Elon Musk finds himself in a strange paradigm where he supports globalist New World Order views on climate that support Tesla EV sales, electric vehicle sales growth. While opposing depopulation, he's one that thinks that increased population is needed, not depopulation. He thinks depopulation is an existential threat. And 15-minute driverless cities, do you think that's good for Tesla? A driverless city? Like the one they're building in Saudi Arabia called the line that goes like, you know, a certain like number of miles straight in a line and it's an ecosystem all to itself. It's like you're living in a big mall where everything is self-contained. I mean, think about it for a second. Elon Musk left the Trump, he left Trump's business advisory board because Trump got out of the Paris Agreement in 2017. So he was really passionate about that, right? And so, you know, the thing is, with regard to this, he's with the globalists and the Klaus Schwab's and everything else. And, you know, he's wondering why he's not on a great ESG score list, because they're dissing him, because he's not all on board on everything else, because he's for free speech and no censorship on Twitter. I could post things on Twitter that I can't post on Facebook for sure. So Elon Musk finds himself in a strange paradigm where he supports globalist New World Order views on climate, which I think is a hoax and a scam. But he supports it because it advances electric vehicles, the supplements of electric vehicles, you know, the putting out of business oil and petroleum. You know, the thing that Biden's doing. So in one sense, he loves Biden. But then on the other, when it comes to censorship and when it comes to driverless cities that the World Economic Forum and Bill Gates support and the depopulation that the World Economic Forum and the Bill Gates support, in part because this would hurt auto sales. Less people, less cars. 15-minute cities, no cars. Right? So they don't want any part of that. So... That's why Elon Musk is in, in, in uh, like he's an enigma, because on one hand, he's at the Met Gala wearing a New World Order in Latin coat, right? And he leaves the the Trump board because of getting out of the Paris Agreement, which was bad for America. But then on the same token, you know, he's just torn by these 15-minute cities and things like that. So here, um, everybody's been talking about fertilizer plants going on, uh, going up in smoke, being set on fire, right? But I don't think people have looked at it from this angle. Because listen to this woman. This woman is uh, Dr. Vandana uh, Shiva, 
calls out Bill Gates and his motives behind net zero. Let me sh- let me explain something to you, because I think that she's right. You know, they're 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 doing seed engineering, right? They're engineering seeds, and Tyson Foods, for example, wants to put bugs in their foods. You know, using them as filler. It used to be that they would put like rice and beer, and instead of barley and hops, and the more expensive ingredients. And, you know, like uh, if you bought tuna fish salad from a cheaper store, uh, it might be filled with breadcrumbs, you know, because fish costs more than bread, right? So, I mean, it's like a filler. Well, they're going to use, they're not going to make you eat bugs just like a bug, but they're going to take, you know, an infinite amount amount of uh, bugs and put them in in processed foods. So any processed chicken, Or any, like Tyson's going to put that in their food as filler. It's going to be meatier because of the guts of an insect. Ugh. It's disgusting. Right? So, and and also it's going to make you not want to eat meat. Right? Because it's going to be fortified with bugs. And then you're going to be, and that's why they they want synthetic meats so that they could put bugs in the meats. You get it? And make the bugs taste like steak. Ugh. So this woman makes a lot of sense, though. But here she is. Mr. Gates is learning from the industrial food system to say, oh, I'll put it on fast forward. I will use more fertilizer. If you read his book, How to Address the Climate Challenge, mm-hmm. he's got a whole chapter on synthetic fertilizers. He's got a photo. He says, I love fertilizers. I'm happier than I look. Someone who in a time of desertification, in a time of a water crisis, time of climate change, can say, I love the cause of all of this. Wow. And new data is coming out to show that chemically grown food has lost 70 to 80% of its nutrition. It's nutritionally empty mass. Oh it's not food anymore. And to push that at this time, you know, so basically his, the fact that he's taken all that farmland is... It's because he wants to do more and more control mechanisms around food. And one of the big, um, one is fake food from labs. Mm-hmm. And if we know how bad high fructose corn syrup was, mm-hmm. can you imagine what all this will mean? But I think the second is they're working on a, on a whole new trick on the world. Everyone's worried about climate change. Mm-hmm. And again, in his book, he writes... Net zero, he's the first one who's, uh, you know, who wrote net zero, and for, in my point of view. Yeah. He wrote it first, and then the, the financial system picked it up. And he says net zero doesn't mean you don't use fossil fuels. Net zero merely means you continue to use fossil fuels, but you find offsets somewhere else. What are the offsets somewhere else? Our land, the land of small farmers, the land of indigenous people. And I think what he's working on is, and he said it, you know, his, uh, he has so many companies that are buying the land. Mm-hmm. He has said so clearly that, uh, you know, there'll be new conditionalities, new carbon conditionalities on farmers. What does he mean by that? I mean, I think farmers should definitely do ecological farming. I don't think it needs a police state run by corporations to do the right thing. Mm -hmm. We need freedom from the chemicals and freedom from the brainwashing that came from the chemicals. So we're going to get a lot of carbon terrorism 
and carbon colonialism for a while, till the dust will settle. But Gates owning farmland and becoming the biggest farmland owner is because he wants to become the biggest controller of land and food all over the world. Right. And, you know, Amazon's gotten into the game, too. They're controlling the, their marketplace so that companies that work for under or in the Amazon market systems are going to be required, just like these, like she was saying, they're going to have be held to standards that they can't even afford to do, which is going to basically put them out of business. And then Amazon's going to take over their business, either buy them out or set up a competitor that matches their own agenda. You know, it's sort of like easy for them because they already know what the rules are and they're already set up to do it. So they're going to have an, a monopoly of all monopolies, Amazon, by putting out, pushing out their marketplace and basically doing all the manufacturing in China. It's going to make uh, Amazon even richer. But the fertilizer plants, they were all catching on fire. There was hundreds of them. To increase, But this increases market share for Bill Gates' seeds and fertilizer that is filled with depopulating chemicals. No wonder fertility has dropped while cancer and myocarditis are on the rise. So he could, they're bioengineering seeds and they're reprogramming and they're deprogramming children in every false way of life, whether it's your education, whether it's whatever it is, education, when you turn on Netflix, every single show that you ever watch has a lesbian or a gay scene has something weird going on with it that's just not normal. You know, they're turning a 4% population into a majority population to try to demoralize and confuse and uh, increase acceptance for a depopulating world. Because last I checked, two female or two males can't reproduce. Breaking news, Elsa will. Okay, so this is kind of crazy. Listen to this. You ever hear of Frozen? Frozen and Elsa? Your kids go to that, right? Well, in Frozen 3, or the next Frozen, she's going to be uh, gay. She's going to be a lesbian. Breaking news, Elsa will marry a woman in Frozen 3. An internal source has confirmed to us that Elsa is in fact a lesbian. Here's what we know so far about the Frozen 3 plotline. While in the forest, Elsa struggles with her mental health and seeks to find her true self. In the process, she comes across a beautiful woman named Isabella. Throughout the movie, Elsa finds a romantic interest in this woman. She later comes to realize that Isabella loves her back. At the end, they get married, and in their honor, Anna gives up the throne for Elsa and her new wife. This makes Elsa and Isabella the new queens of Arendelle. Anna does this to show the city of Arendelle that there can be two queens. Elsa and her new wife proudly show the people of the city that love can be between anyone and they should be proud of who they love. This, of course, is drawing a lot of controversy. Many people are in support of this decision by Disney, as it will be the first main character in a Disney movie to be a part of the LGBT plus community. However, a lot of people are upset with this decision. Many of them are parents complaining that Disney needs to stop, quote, indoctrinating their kids. Clearly, this is a hot issue with people passionate on both sides. For more on Elsa marrying a woman, click the link in our bio or visit Mouse. And there was talk that I think it's going to be interracial as well. But, uh, you know, that's what they have to do. It's like crazy. It's like this agenda.
And then here, Tyson Foods. Tyson has reached an agreement for a two-fold investment with Protix. It's a leading global insect ingredients company. That investment will support the growth of the emerging insect ingredient industry and expand the use of insect ingredient solutions. Tyson and Protix also joining together for the operation and construction of an insect ingredient facility. Once that is complete, it'll be the first at-scale facility of its kind to upcycle food manufacturing byproducts into high-quality insect proteins and lipids, primarily to be used in the pet food, uh, aquaculture, and livestock industries. Pet food, uh, soon to coming into your mouth <laughs> as a person. Um, someone's saying it's amazing how aligned AI and AI companies are to World Economic Forum. This is exactly the post-scarcity solution it will bring to, e.g., the scarcity of prime real estate. Well, you know, that's kind of interesting. Um, uh, and then, oh, well... One of the things I was hoping to get to today, but we're going to get to it tomorrow, is virtual reality, the metaverse, and what the future holds for us on that. Um, I have a whole series uh, of of audio and that, that I'm going to share with you uh, on that, um, and some globalist stuff that I wanted to get to today too. But I I, I don't have enough time. Uh, we're out of time. But I want to thank everybody for uh, spending time with the Scott Adams Show today. And uh, also, be sure to check out magapack.org. Find out how we're advancing America First policies to make America great again. This show is a big part of that. We want to keep this show commercial-free so that you could just listen to it in one whole hour. And uh, also use Red State over at mypillow.com. And with that, we'll see you next time on the radio. Bye-bye, everybody. Just to bury my kids right up to there